Are you ready to take your business to the next level and make the money you want so that you can create the impact you desire? Then you're in the right place. It's possible to run a successful business built around your life. Get ready for a little bit of tough love and a whole lot of strategy to grow your business without sacrificing your sanity. If you're ready to get out of your own way and step into the role of CEO, then let's go. I'm Amy Tra, and this is the Motivated CEO Podcast. Welcome back into the Motivated CEO Podcast. Today, I am chatting with Haley Westfall about all things in-person experiences and events from not only an attendee perspective, but from a facilitator perspective as well. Super excited for this conversation. And Haley, welcome into the podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I am so happy to be here and so happy to unpack this combo with you. I love it. Well, before we dive in, share more about yourself, who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Yeah, absolutely. So we were just talking before the show. Um, I am an Arizona native, which actually is a unicorn, I think, in real life, uh, if people actually stay here on purpose for that long. But I am born and raised in Arizona. I am a mom of three girls. I'm a wife. I am a former 20-year corporate leader turned two times founder. Now I am a business strategist and community building coach, really helping people step into leveraging community as an extension of their business or brand. So so identifying how to build that infrastructure and that really strong network to create sustainability with your growth. I'm also the co-founder of Collab Culture, which is a membership-based community here in Arizona for female entrepreneurs and professionals. We are actually getting ready to celebrate our two-year anniversary here uh, in about a week, uh, maybe even less from when we're recording this episode, which is so amazing. We have about 140 women that are local active in our community, which is so, so fun. And we do lots of in-person events. Um, and I am really diving into the in-person event space in my coaching business this year as well. So, so excited to have this combo. And I am actually also the host of a newly launched podcast, the Serial Connector Podcast, talking all things connection and relationships. So as you can tell, it is ingrained in me in every way, shape, and form. Oh my gosh. I love it. And congratulations on two years. Like that's a huge deal in the entrepreneurial space and something you do so well. And I'm always super jealous of because I'm in Ohio, you're in Arizona. You guys have like <laughs> the most beautiful community of entrepreneurs and you host so many in-person experiences and you do such a great job of cultivating these experiences in a very intentional way so i want to start out by from an event facilitator from an event host perspective share some insights to us as to why in-person experiences are so valuable to business owners yeah absolutely so i think if we go back in time very briefly, I stumbled into entrepreneurship in the less than glamorous fashion. I was laid off. I had a corporate uh, corporate uh, position elimination and was laid off from my job about three and a half years ago. So I kind of became an entrepreneur by happenstance. And at that point in time, I was so used to being in an office, right? In a corporate setting, in an office around people all the time. And all of a sudden I was shifted into this kind of isolating place where I was trying to figure out, I was trying to build something, figure out what I wanted to do. I was doing it from home. I was by myself with nobody to talk to. And I was craving in-person connection 
so much. And I think we're so fortunate to have so much access to people through the virtual space now, right? Like what a time to be alive. But also there's just something to be said about the connection that happens in in-person events, in-person communities, in-person connection. So for me, that was an absolute must as I was cultivating my business and how I wanted that to look. And I think that other people are craving that too. And most people are not sure how to do it, right? They're looking for the brave few who are willing to take that on and who are willing to create these spaces for them to be able to connect with one another. So I think as an entrepreneur, it's really important to identify where are the rooms that you're getting into? Why are you there? Who are the people that are in the room and getting really aligned with that, right? Like, is this a room full of uh, possible clients or leads for your business or customers? Is this a room full of possible colleagues or people that you would call your peers, or maybe it's power partners that you're establishing these referral partnerships with, having a really clear understanding of who those people are, and then executing on that information that you have, because it's not enough just to simply put yourself in the room if you don't understand who's there, don't understand why you're there and what you're hoping to walk away with. That is such a good point. And I think it's a game changer for entrepreneurs that when you do go into these events with that intention, when you really understand why you're in the room. And I think that's why so many entrepreneurs are let down by certain events because they don't set these expectations. They go because everybody else is going. And if you Mm -hmm. don't know what that intent is, it can be exhausting. I'm a very introverted person. So, you know, the fact that to travel to an event and do all the things with that, that's a very big energy drain. So I have to be very intentional about why I'm going into certain rooms, who I want to connect with, where they are, you know, just all of those factors that play into it. And I think that's a beautiful, beautiful point that you've illustrated because a lot of times those bad experiences, looking back, it's like, you know what, my intent was malaligned with with the actual event like okay this really isn't achieving what i hoped it would achieve so that right there can be such a game changer now what are some ways that entrepreneurs can figure out okay where do i find some of these events like i know i need to get in the room i know i need to stretch myself and do this but how do i even like find the event that's going to be right for me so i'm not wasting my time and energy Yeah. I think the first thing you need to do is really sit down and get real with what it is that you need right now. Because to your point exactly, the FOMO can be real, right? We just want to go because everyone else is going, but we don't really fully understand why. So I think it's really important to get aligned with, am I looking for clients? Are my target clients at these places? Am I looking for partnerships? Like, what is it that I actually need? And then don't overcomplicate it. Honestly, the places that I find most events are either social media. So searching, you know, local hashtags for like, you know, hashtag your state small business, hashtag your state entrepreneurs, hashtag your state um, local events, you know, things like that, where you're searching for things on Instagram or on Facebook. Eventbrite is a really great place to look for stuff. A lot of people are putting events on Eventbrite and really word of mouth. I think this is one that is 
so undervalued. And I talk about this with clients all the time. You have to speak what you're looking for into existence, right? People are not just going to hypothesize what you may or may not need. And so simply as you're interacting with people, putting those big asks out into the universe of saying like, Hey, and we were just having this conversation before this. Like if you come across any amazing events in 2024, like definitely let me know. I'm really looking to get in these new rooms and rooms that I haven't maybe been in before. And I think it's a really good point to kind of circle back to that you shared about unrealistic expectations, because we can really set ourselves up to be disappointed or to devalue the experience as a whole that somebody else is facilitating. If we don't even know why we're there in the first place. Um, I've been, I just started reading this book uh, last week, actually for a book club that I joined and it's called find your people by Jenny Allen. And she talks a lot in those first three chapters about really getting aligned expectations with the people in your life, whether that's family, friends, colleagues, and that we can't look for one thing to be everything for us. Right. So for me, a lot of times I'll say to myself, like, do I need tactics right? Do I need education? Do I need to learn? Do I need to network? Do I need, you know, some rah-rah for lack of a better term? Like, do I need to be filled back up with energy? What is it that I need? And does this experience feel aligned with that? I love it. And something you mentioned too, is the word of mouth, the importance of word of mouth advertising. And this is true for you know entrepreneurs in general. Honestly, word of mouth advertising is one of the most powerful marketing avenues we can utilize. Yet I feel is like one of the most underutilized tactics because it's so obvious that we forget about it. But word of mouth is powerful. It's powerful because it shortens that buying cycle because you have a testimony from someone that that's basically providing free advertising for you to a targeted audience, to your targeted audience. And when you can really pour into the people at your event, you know, say you had an event and your ticket sales weren't near what you expected, but you created such an awesome experience for the women in the room what are they going to do they're going to go and tell their friends who are then going to come and i mean it's this whole ripple effect which is so so beautiful to have and see as a business owner and that's the organic growth of business and this is the part that's not overnight and i think it's very easy to look at event hosts i know you've hosted lots of events i've hosted major events like it's very easy from the outside looking in to go, wow, they just, you know, woke up one day and had this event where all of these people came in. But I mean, even Lindsay Schwartz, who hosts these massive powerhouse women events, she started small too. You have to start. You have to start somewhere and actually implement. Start from ground zero and it will grow if you're intentional about it. For sure. That consistency is huge. And I think that that is creating that muscle memory for yourself where you're just constantly doing it over and over and over again. And, you know, my entire kind of first phase as an entrepreneur was literally built on word of mouth referrals. I did zero marketing. I had no website. I honestly didn't even talk about my business online because I had 
really a certain sense of shame associated with my involuntary exit from the corporate space. And so I didn't talk about it and really like on in a public forum, I will say, but I really relied on just really cultivating those relationships and building that infrastructure where it, you just became the go-to, like people knew you front of mind for that thing. And so when that came up in conversation, they're like, oh my gosh, I have to connect you with Haley. Like you need her. And that just becomes a ripple effect to your point. And even in our community here with Collab Culture, we track all of our inbound, you know, signups and our inbound drop-ins. And we ask people where they came from. And I would say 95% of them either come from a word of mouth referral or from Instagram. And our messaging is so consistent that it is just constantly speaking into this you know, tribe mentality of we're greater together, community over competition. Like you can sit with us. There's a seat for you at the table, like no mean girl energy. And so really speaking that out is becoming a magnet for other people to want to be a part of that room. Oh, so good. And I, I really think what you said just there lifted a weight off of so many of our listeners' shoulders because it's very easy to pour all of our time, all of our energy into social media strategy. But when you take the time like you're doing to track, to simply ask, how did you hear about us? That data is gold. That is absolutely gold as a business owner. And I'm always preaching that data drives your decisions start to look at your numbers and double down on those areas that are working. This is not as complicated as we're making it out to be. You don't need to be on every single platform online. It's exhausting and it's not sustainable. But when you do approach it in a very intentional manner like you are, this is where your business will grow. This is where you will thrive as an entrepreneur. So I wanna circle back to the attendee perspective. So after you set an intent, okay, I feel like this al- this event is aligned with my intent for being there. What are some, what's some advice you can give us as to what we can do as an attendee to improve our experience at the event? Yeah, for sure. I actually created a freebie around this. So I will share the link with you so you can put it in the show notes. Just really how to network with purpose. And so the exercise that I really encourage people to go through, and I really still do this to this day about running these things through a filter to say, okay, this experience comes across, you know, my sites. I sit down and say, who are the people that are in this room? Does this align with my goals at this current point in time today? What Mm -hmm. I'm looking for, I'm looking to focus on, et cetera. I also go through to say, does this go against any boundaries that I've created for myself internally? Now, this could be uh, expense driven. This could be day of the week driven. This could be distance driven, right? There's a lot of things, you know, some people are like, I don't go to events on weekends. I don't go to events in the evening. I want to be present with my family. Like whatever those things are, it doesn't mean if the answer is, oh, well, I don't really go to events in the evening that it's a hard no, but it creates a soft pause for you to say, okay, is this valuable enough to me to put that boundary to the wayside and still continue to move forward? Yes or no. Instead of it just being an instant FOMO, yes, right? 
And then saying to myself, okay, now what is my homework that I'm going to do for this event? So let me just run through a scenario. So for example, if I'm going to go to an event, um, I'll use a ver- an actual real life experience. I went to an event. It was hosted here locally by uh, another community partner that I work a lot with that does a lot of um, economic development and things like that in the area. I know a lot of people that are going to be there. So when I was committing to the event, I was like, yes, I want to go to this event. It aligns with my boundaries, et cetera. I'm going to make connections with at least five people I do not already have a connection with, which for me, I knew was a stretch because I've literally lived in the same geographical area my entire life. So I know a lot of people. So I said, I'm going to commit to meeting five people. And one of the things that's a very, very simple tactical implementation step that you can do is ask better questions when you're meeting people. We are so inclined when we meet someone new, especially in a networking setting to say, Oh, Hey Amy, like, so nice to meet you. What do you do? Tell me about what you do. What do you do? Right? Like that's like the instant gut question that we ask because it's comfortable, but guess what? Everyone else is asking it too. So it doesn't make you memorable. So I really encourage people to, once you kind of know who's in the room, create a little Rolodex in your head of three different conversation starters that you can have with people when you're meeting them. Maybe it is something along those lines of like, um, what, you know, what's an area that you could use some support right now, right? Like, where's an area that I could support you right now before you even know what they do, they're going to end up telling you. But ask that first, ask them what's something you're working on that you're super excited about, you know, something along those lines where it's just a little bit different and thought provoking where they're going to walk away and say, oh, wow, like I wasn't expecting that. Like that was kind of nice. And so once you have that in mind and I say, I'm going to go meet five new people, this event specifically, it was funny because I knew that going in, I went And what did I immediately do? I saw some ladies from our collab culture community and we all glommed to one little table with our glasses of wine and started talking. And about 20 minutes later, it hit me like a ton of bricks where I was like, oh crap, (laughs) I'm I'm supposed to be doing this, right? So then I took a step back. I was like, hey, I'll be back. I need to make my rounds, go around. So I went around, had the conversations and met my people. I like to keep a little note thing in my phone. So I'll put like the title of the event and then I'll put my contacts and ways to connect with them. And then I always try to create a reason for us to connect beyond the event. So if I were to ask you like, Hey Amy, you know, what's an, where's somewhere where you're looking for support. And you said, I'm just like really desperate to find a new bookkeeper. I'm having a really hard time finding somebody that I like. And I would say something along the lines of like, oh my gosh, I have someone for you. Shoot me your info. Like, can I connect with you on Instagram or what's your email? I'll send you over a referral tomorrow. And then this is the key. Actually do it, right? This this is where a lot of people, they have great intentions. They go in, they're like feeling really good. And then they drop the ball on the follow through. If you can stick to holding yourself to these small micro goals of even if it's two or three people, I'm going to make these connections. I don't otherwise know I'm going to serve them in some capacity and actually do it. I promise you the fruits of those labor will come back tenfold then rather than you, you know, slaying in a hundred business cards and hoping for the best that somebody's going to remember you. 
I love it. Such amazing advice. And this right here, just the act of asking better questions, taking those few minutes to plan. It mm -hmm. really will change your experience at an event. And I love to, at the end, how you said, make the time to follow up, like really be intentional because how many ideas, how many connections, how many things we put them in our phone and then never revisit them. It's like, don't let that opportunity go away because you never know what that can evolve into. But by asking better questions, that one tip right there, will completely change your experience as an attendee because it's exactly what you said it makes you memorable i feel like as humans we get nervous and we default to comfort we don't like to go outside of our comfort zones because it creates that sense of like a threat to our safety so we mm -hmm. default to the socially appropriate questions what do you do tell me more about you and so we think that we're being interested in the other person but that other person like you said has been asked that question umpteen times but when you approach yeah. it from just a slightly different angle you're opening up opportunities now before we wrap up today i wanted to touch just a little bit upon from a facilitator standpoint what tips and advice can you give us as to how to create and facilitate an experience that really fosters that sense of community, fosters those collaborations and engagement within attendees? Because it, like you said, it happens where people congregate with people that they know and flock together. So how have you been able to really like kind of facilitate stretching people to get outside of their comfort zones and create a better experience for your attendees? Yeah, for sure. Um, a couple quick, super easy tactical things that we have implemented in, I'll use collab culture as an example, because our uh, events tend to be on the larger side. And so I have a business partner with collab and you will almost never see us together at in-person events. And that is very, very intentional unless we are facilitating, you know, introduce or introducing people, things like that, doing housekeeping notes at the beginning of a meeting. We really try to divide and conquer and make sure that we're engaging with as many people as possible. We also do randomized seating at our event where we actually give them a table number. So when people check in at our meetings on their little sticker name tags, we put a table number in the bottom corner and that really pushes them to sit somewhere maybe they wouldn't otherwise sit. Um, we also use circular tables at our event, which facilitates really them focusing on engaging with one another. I like to use the analogy of, you know, the, when we're looking at community versus audience, if you think about a movie theater, we're all sitting in rows, we're facing a movie screen and we're receiving that information, right? We're receiving that information. We would maybe never even say a word to the people that are sitting on either side of us. It's all about that one focal point forward versus if you're at a wedding, more often than not, the tables are round and you go to the seating chart and you're like, oh, I'm at table eight. Oh, I don't know these people. Maybe, you know, a couple of people, maybe, you know, everyone you go sit down. It's not up to the bride and groom to entertain you. It's up to you to make it the best table ever. Right. And so it's up to us to create that environment where there are these smaller pockets. And we do that even simply by changing the landscape of the room. So any opportunity you have to kind of create those small circles, 
put them in a position that is stretching them a little bit to be able to sit by people they don't otherwise know. And the biggest thing I would say we get feedback on is even I am a raging extrovert. My business partner, I would say, is more introverted. But we would both agree that even the most introverted people want to feel seen. They want to feel seen. They don't want to feel isolated. They don't want to feel like they don't know anyone. And so we're super intentional about making sure when you come into the room, especially if we've never met before, we're greeting you. If we know you by name, we're welcoming you. We're asking you more about yourself. We're connecting you with somebody who's a current member to talk with and really making sure you're not you know, feeling awkward standing in the corner. So I think implementing those very, very simple strategies of making sure people feel seen, making sure they feel heard by offering opportunities for them to connect in smaller circles and just stretching them a little bit out of their comfort zone. Not so much that they're like, that was the worst thing ever. (laughs) But enough where they thank you, where they're like, oh, I didn't love that, but thank you because I don't need to sit next to the person that I share an office with. I sit next to them all day. Oh, so many amazing takeaways that you shared with us. Haley, you are truly like the queen of just fostering community and events and just connecting people with each other. How can we get into your world, learn more about you, all of the amazing things that you're doing, both in Arizona and virtually as well? You have options available. Absolutely. So if you are local to Arizona, I am doing a slew of in-person events, both um, all female as well as some co-ed events as well. So I would love to connect with you. The best place to find me is going to be over on Instagram at at the Haley Westfall. It's H-A-L-E-Y-W-E-S-T-F-A-L-L. I'm also on LinkedIn if you want to come hang out with me over there. Um, And then I also host, which Amy has come and they are so, so good these free community builders connection calls. They are once a month, the third Friday of the month. We have one call for your more aspiring or early stage community builders. And then we have one for our more seasoned kind of OG established community builders. And the conversations are very different. So if you go over and find me on Instagram, there's an opt-in in the link in my bio. Don't worry if you pick the wrong lane, we can always move you over. Or if you evolve over time and want to jump from aspiring over to establish, that is totally doable too. We would love to have you on those calls. And they're just a really great opportunity to connect with other people that are fostering community within their business in all different ways, right? There's not like one one size fits all model. So that would be the best place to connect with me. Um, That freebie as well, we'll put it in the show notes, but I have it linked in my bio for the three steps to network working with purpose. Absolutely grab that. It's a quick five or six page PDF, but with some really tactical tips on how to be a better networker as a consumer of spaces. And then last, but certainly not least, you can go check out my podcast, the Serial Connector Podcast, where we do a mix of both solo and guest episodes, really talking about community connection and leveraging relationships within your business. So come say hello to me, slide into my DMs. I would love to chat with you. Oh, so good. Haley, thank you so much for just being amazing, being such a connector and community builder. What you are doing is truly making a difference and such an impact in this world. So thank you. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Until next time, cheers to making the money you want so that you can create the impact you desire. 
Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 